Would you do anything to make sure that your plants look great, especially with uh, with all this heat, the heat wave we were talking about, all these hot weather days, and then stormy days, too? That can't be good for your plants. I'm not an expert, but this is why we do have an expert with us. Sue Ryba is with us. Hi, Sue. How are you? Hi, Chi. How are you? Doing very well. I'm going to give your official title. You are... You are a horticulturist and landscape expert at Bertog Landscape Company in Wheeling. Right, right. <laughs> How have you been doing? It's been a little while since we chatted. Yeah, thanks for having me on again. Um, things are going well. We're um, in this heat wave. We're trying to embrace the heat. Uh, here in Chicago, we wait for summer. We wait for summer and bam, we get the heat. I know. So then we can complain about the heat. But you know what? I've made a rule. I don't ever complain about the heat because... Um, yeah, I think that's a great rule. Yeah. I, I'm going to adapt that too. I'm going to yeah. adapt it. <laughs> <laughs> Except, uh, you know, I don't have a, I don't have to tend to so many uh, gardens as, as much as you do probably. But we thought it would be a good time to sort of get some watering 101 from you and you are the professor of this so well that's great i I will tell you there are two types of gardeners out there (laughs) those who like to water and those who do not like to water um i tend to be the one who does like to water i i think of it very um much so as very therapeutic Mm -hmm. Uh, i like to be out there with my garden out in nature um where other people tend to think it's a bit of a chore and and i'll tell you they think it's a chore because they're not quite sure how to do it um watering is not rocket science uh, and it doesn't have to be so hard though you don't have to get stressed out about watering now i listen i you sent me your notes over so that way i wouldn't be Mm -hmm. just completely you know (laughs) from left field here because we all know that i am not uh i don't have a green thumb I do have That's some okay. plants inside my home. I have managed to keep them alive. They are That's succulents. Great. They are succulents. I don't <laughs> succulents. think I, well, I could. That's think, a good way to start. Yeah. I don't think I could kill them if I tried, but, uh, <laughs> um, but Sue, you say there's timing. There's actually like you got to think about timing when you're watering. Yeah, so um, the the first thing is you never want to water at night on these hot and humid uh, days, Mm -hmm. especially with evening temperatures being above 70. So the reason being is the humidity and moisture can cause um, uh, damaging fungus and disease if it doesn't have time to dry out. And there's something known as pythium blight um, that can devastate turf, like people's grass. It could make brown spots on their grass, and um, you don't want to do that. So what, the best time to water is in early morning. So the morning sun helps dry out the plants and the leaves and the grass, preventing the spreads of fungus. Mm-hmm. So also, it's a good time to be outside uh, before it gets too sweltering. I don't know if you were outside today, but it was so hot out there. So hot. Um, and if you get out there in the early morning, if you can, uh, it's a good time. It's probably the best time to water. But don't don't worry about that. If you can't water in the morning, um, water during the day, if that's your only option. It's not harmful to the plants or the turf. Um, but it can be a little wasteful because a lot of the water evaporates mm-hmm. with the heat and the sun. Um, and a lot of people think there's a myth out there that watering on a sunny day can scorch the leaves. <gasps> So people will call me up and say, oh, I was watering mm-hmm. yesterday and my leaves have spots on it. And I think it's because 
the tiny little droplets magnify and scorch the leaves. And I've mm-hmm. heard that over and over again. And there's really no basis in fact on that. So what happens is the water, if you water during the day, it quickly evaporates before mm-hmm. it has a chance to burn a leaf. Okay. So. Sue, <laughs> I cannot wait to get off the... When I get home, I'm going to call my mother and wake her up because I distinctly remember her telling me to always water the garden at night. And that was like one of my chores to do growing up was um, she would send me out there at nighttime with like the hose to water the plants. And I think it's and she said never, ever to water the plants during the day, um, during the direct hot sun. And I think that's because she believed that myth. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of little myths like that that have been passed down um, from previous gardeners, and and they're finding out that they're not correct. I so, can't wait. You know, I'm going to say, yeah. Mom Sue Riba. <laughs> oh no! Tells me that oh. you are wrong, and you were doing this wrong. Oh no! The whole no time. I don't want to get in trouble with your mother. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, that's so great. I didn't know that. I'm just really shocked because I had learned it a totally different way. Okay, so just to repeat, uh, Sue says never water at night in hot and humid weather. Okay, that's right. Okay. That's right. Perfect. And then another question is um, how. How much to water? That's I get that a lot. Like, how much do I water? Am I watering too much? Am I going to kill the plants? Am I going to kill the grass? Um, basically, what you want to do um, is water deep, deeply, and less frequently. Okay. So, for your grass, um, what you want to do is get about an inch of water a week by watering or rainfall. And how are you going to do that? You're going to try to measure it, uh, and you can measure it with a um, rain gauge. So wow. they have there's. There are these little tubes that have inch marks on them, one inch, two inch, three inch, and you can put them throughout your garden and your grass area. And um, if you didn't want to buy a rain gauge, because you can get one pretty cheap, mm-hmm. you can use a re- you can recycle a tuna can and mark an inch or two inches on the inside and place those throughout your garden and use those. And at the end of the week, just go and check it out and see how much rainfall you had, and then you'll eventually get to know how much water you're going to need to use. And then flowers and vegetables should also get about an inch to an inch and a half, but they're a little bit different because um, vegetable gardens, you know, you have such a short growing period. So we have about, what, in Chicago, maybe four to five months of growing periods um, after the frost date, which is May 15th. So I am in this heat. I water my vegetable garden every day. And um, I do it in the morning, of course. And uh, that gives the plants time to um, set up through the day and use the water to grow in the sun also. Same with flowers. And annuals need um, a little bit more water also, especially if they're in containers. So mm-hmm. we have these beautiful containers right now. And if you, this is very scientific. If you put your finger in the <laughs> container <laughs> and feel the dirt okay. and it's dry, Guess what needs water? Your okay. container. Well, good. So. I was going to ask you because that's the kind of plants, you know, in terms of outside, that's what I mm-hmm. have. It's just in yeah. the containers. And by the way, I can't keep my basil alive. I don't know what's happening to it, my herbs. So are you watering it every day? Uh, yes, I'm, I am. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe I'm watering it too much. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, so my base, I have basil also, and it kind of tells me when it needs water, gets a little droopy. So some plants will do that. Hydrangeas will do that for you, and basil will do that, and other plants. And so if you um, are familiar with your plants and they look a little droopy, give them a little water. Okay. Uh, and they should perk up right away. Okay. 
So, um, I might yeah. be, I might be drowning mine, but okay, back to the, back to the <laughs> container. So you, the scientific approach is I should probably let it dry out a bit. So p- put the finger in and yeah. see if it's, if dry. it's moist, leave it alone. Okay. Cause you do want it to dry out just a little bit in between waters. You don't want to, and also if you're in your containers, you should have a hole in the bottom of your container so that it's not holding the water in because that too will drown the roots. Mm. It'll kill the roots. Okay. Either, mm-hmm. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So people are always are concerned right now at this time of year about their lawn too turning brown. Yes, yes. and um, people and are obsessed that, with their lawns. I mean, they are. I mean, it has to be perfect. Right, right. And if you don't have an irrigation system to help you out with that, um, sometimes your lawn may go dormant. And quite frankly, I let my lawn go dormant in the um, summer. And then with uh, rainfall, which we might get tomorrow, they were saying tonight, but I don't know. Um, you can, it, it, it comes back, it pops back. So here's interesting, 60% of a blade of grass is water. So what you're seeing when the, when the grass turns a little bit brown is you're seeing the, the evaporation of that water. So again, oh, wow. um, okay. yeah, it's, it's like a hibernation process. So the grass isn't dead and it should bounce back. Um, people, if they go on vacation now, if they come back and they see a little bit of yellow or gold or mm. brown on their grass, don't, don't freak out. Um, it's not, it's really going into hibernation and you can get it back with watering. This isn't a situation where you have to worry about fertilizer or anything like that? No, no, not okay. not at this time. Um, so it's basically just going into hibernation, and you need to put a little water on it. Okay, so. got mm-hmm. it. All right. Yeah. Well, I want to talk a little bit more about plants and whatever else that you're seeing, um, so, sort of trending issues that you're seeing or people call you about or common mistakes. Yeah, so um, it's interesting because... Um, Another um, kind of myth that you will say, Ooh, say well, Sue, that we talked about. Sue, hold is, on for uh, just one second, okay? okay? Do you mind? Actually, uh, we're going to talk about that coming up. Um, so okay. more with Sue Riva because I love these myths because um, <laughs> if I can bust my mother on a couple more of these, <laughs> I will be so grateful. Okay, more with uh, Sue Riva. She's a landscape expert. She's also a horticulturist with Bertog Landscape Company in Wheeling, and she has just a wealth of information, and she's going to really change your mind about those myths that have been passed down from your parents to you about plants. We've got Sue Riba with us. Of course, she's a landscape expert and a horticulturist. And we've got about five more minutes with you, Sue. So I just sort of want to talk about you were just going to tell me another myth. Oh, thanks, G. Um, yeah, so a lot of people, and, and this is another one that's passed down, always say to me, oh, you can only plant your trees and shrubs and perennials in the spring or the fall. Mm-hmm. And they think that, I don't know why they think that, but here's, you know what, you can plant them any time of the year during the planting season as long as you water. So water is key to planting. It's like medicine, okay? So when you plant a new garden, uh, the plants go into shock, and you take them out of the container, and their root system is intact. You put them in the ground, and you water them, and water is like medicine. So as long as you're going to water them and pay attention to the watering, um, you can plant any time of the planting season. Okay, so um, it is okay to plant in summer then. That is your... It is. Okay, that's good to know. And do yep. I need to add anything to like the water? Do I need to add, I mean, should I add some sort of uh, plant food? 
Yeah, when you're planting new a new garden, we always um, we always recommend anti- adding a little plant food, a um, little fertilizer to the planting at the bottom when, before you put the um, plant in, and mm-hmm. then you cover up with soil, and then you give it a good soaking. So the key with watering is actually making sure you get that root system totally soaked. So take a big tree, if you're planting a tree this season, and you bring it home from the nursery or your landscapers bring it home, and it's in a root ball. It's in a um, burlap root ball. Mm -hmm. So they dig a hole, they put it in, and then those roots actually stay in that burlap for at least the first couple years. So when you're watering, what you want to do is you want to take the hose and you want to trickle it at the base of the tree uh, at least once a week in addition to your other watering so that it gets that whole root ball soaked. Okay, so we were talking about uh, especially taking care of plants and watering them throughout the heat. Is there a particular type of plant that, because, you know, I noticed that kind of the garden centers just recently opened up for people to actually, you know, peruse and and browse and all of that. Is there a particular type of uh, beautiful flowering plant that's, that's good and holds up in the heat? So there are actually quite a few. Um, some drought-tolerant plants that you see um, that are perennials, which means they come back every year. Um, there's favorites like echinacea, which is purple coneflower, and um, that is blooming right now. Um, there's another type of plant called sedum, which blooms in the fall, and that's a drought-tolerant also. And then everybody's favorite is black-eyed Susans, which are a beautiful yellow flower. And the, the key is um, with these is that first season, when you plant them, they're going to need regular watering. But the root system will grow deeper each season, and you'll need less and less water. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Sue, are you still making those um, um, cocktails? Some florals. I am, actually. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and herbs. Yeah. Okay. We're trying new ones, too. So I'll have to get back to you on some new ones. Good. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, tell, us the, tell us the website. Where can people get in touch with you and ask you questions and, and, and maybe bring a, a sick plant? Although you, they should never bring a sick plant to, uh, to the, the, to the Not shop, Not to our right? office, but they can definitely no. call us. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they can call us, and our um, phone number is 847-279-0028. And we have a website, um, birdtalklandscape.com, and we also are on Facebook. So we are out there, and we're ready to help. Okay, B-E-R-T-O-G. That's mm-hmm. how you spell Bird Talk Landscape right. on Facebook. They have their website and the phone number um, as well. Just one more time, Sue. It's um, 847-279-0028. That's actually why I planted my herbs a while back was because of you and, and oh, the cocktails yeah. recipes I love that you that. gave me. I love so, that. So, yes, you got me planting. Thank you so much, Sue. Really appreciate you. Well, thank you, G. Thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, anytime. You're just a delightful. So thank you oh, so much. You too. Thank you. <laughs> Sue Riva, as I said, with Bird Landscape Company.